energy, empathy versus compassion. Are you ready? This is Henergy. Hola, amigos, amigas. Yes, I said, are you ready? Because I have a test for you. It's an empathy versus compassion test. Before I give you the test, I want to say some of the things I'm going to talk about are based on a workshop that I went to called Energy Mastery for empaths, people who are, have a lot of empathy for people personally and or professionally. Taught by uh, Amy Wabi of Soul Space and just She's just so, she knows on the spiritual side of things, if I could classify it at that, she just knows it all. And, um, but even better, you know, when some people talk about stuff, about energy and all that spiritual stuff, like myself, <laughs> you know, we keep it in the universe, right? And you can never understand it because it's up in the universe, hard to understand. Amy makes you. She brings it from the universe down to earth so you can understand it. So it's a great workshop. And thank you, Amy. I'm going to share some of what I learned. Um, and I'm obviously going to share some of my own insights and experiences. So here's the test. Okay. Here's the test. You're in the grocery store. Okay. You get to the checkout and the cashier says to you, asks you, would you like to make a donation to, you know, cause X? What do you say? All right. What do you say? This is your empathy versus compassion test. If you always get suckered in to the empathy trap and you always end up donating, you know, you got to wonder where's your, all your money going, right? Okay. You get sucked into the empathy trap. It's actually a tough situation because the person behind you, right, potentially is going to judge you, right? You know, if you say, no, I don't want to support this ch kid's charity, um, then the person, you know, behind you in line is going to look at you like, oh, but here's the other side of it. If you say no, right, no, but I support the cause, right? Then the person behind you might say, thank goodness this person said no, right? So sometimes, you know, you may not think about it, but you need to step into a leadership position and don't get caught in the empathy trap because then it's a domino effect. Another example, right? Another test, right? So I, I said one test, but here's your second test. This is easier. Second test. One of your friends online says, hey, I'm donating to this charity or I created this charity um, or I'm supporting this charity. You know, I hope you could make a donation um so what do you do okay if you fall into the empathy trap you will make the donation and once again i'm gonna ask you you know you gotta wonder why you never have any money you're donating everywhere piece by piece it all adds up the compassionate thing to do just like in the checkout say no but i support the cause you know you have that like button thumbs up whatever right you just do that, leave it at that. 
okay? But that is a direct example of empathy versus compassion and how, you know, even in your daily life, you can fall into an empathy trap. You know, whether it's you're at the grocery store, online, and of course, and this is what I want to talk about, with your friends, are they really your friends? With your family, right? With your coworkers, and even with your partner, right? Even with your partner in life, person you love, right? You can fall into that because the difference between empathy versus compassion is kind of like, um, you know, when you do a workout and you just tweak something, right? You just do something just a little bit differently and it makes all the difference. Well, that's the same thing in empathy versus compassion. If you're always putting out empathy all the time, right, it can lead you to negative energy and burnout, right? Especially if you're a caregiver, right? I've been a caregiver twice, so I know exactly what that's like. And, you know, I was able to finally figure that out and get better and better and better. Everything takes practice. But that putting out empathy can lead you to negative energy and burnout. However, putting out compassion can give you positive energy and build your capacity, right? So instead of going into negative energy territory and burning out, which I don't want you to do, I want you to be your best, compassion lets you go into positive energy territory and build your capacity. It's a beautiful thing, okay? And the way to think about it, right, is you want to loan your heart, okay? Loan your heart instead of giving your heart. So if there's someone, a friend, a family member, a coworker, because this can even happen at work, or even your partner, right? You want to loan your heart, but not give your heart. Because when you give your heart, you get in there and you may not be able to get out of there. Okay? It's a big difference. When you loan your heart, you're expecting a return on your loan, right? A ROE, return on energy. It's fair, right? If you're loaning your heart, you deserve something back for your loan. And that can be a thanks, right? With my mother, you know, I've done a lot for her, you know, she will usually say thanks. And that's that's good enough for the ROE, especially for you as a caregiver, that's good enough. An ROE is thanks. Um, but giving your heart and not getting anything back, not even a thanks. Well, I'll tell you what you can do soon about this. But, you know, I'm going to give you, this can be, you know, from on the one hand, you know, sexual performance, because this is the month of sexual energy, where you're just giving, 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 and you're not getting back, right? To work performance, right? Sexual performance to work performance, and everywhere in between. So an example of, you know, how this empathy versus compassion can hurt you at work is, you know, you're the type of person you're helping everybody else get things done. But what about if that's at the expense of you getting things done, right? Your own GTD, right? So then comes performance review time and 
your performance review is average or below average and you're shocked because you're like but i help everybody else all the time yeah you help everybody else and help their performance reviews but at the expense of you not focusing and your stuff and filtering out everything else right i've talked before about the need to filter to focus and sometimes that's what you need to do so that you can be compassionate but not loan your heart but not give your heart which is the empathy part okay so like i said it can impact you and of course if on in, in many ways and of course if you're a caregiver you have to really be careful because you want to help right but loan your heart so that you know you also have some of your heart for your own life to do what you want to do okay not easy to do as a caregiver and if any of you are caregivers um, out there just contact me okay contact me and I can you tell me your situation that you're dealing with and I'll show you how to balance right because compassion gives you that return on your energy it gives you that balance right that's what you want you want you want balance now and these people you know who you're caring for right it's tough because you know they have been the love of your life as a parent as a partner as a relative right and of course as your friends co-workers etc but this is now how how you go about making a judgment call on who really are important in your life especially friends right you gotta think about are all your friends really your friends are your co-workers really your co-workers and and this is important because you know if someone is always taking 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 right you want to protect yourself from takers protect yourself from takers and you know the thing is there's a these people who are takers are they could either be bad people right but most of them are not bad people there's only a few of them in your life that are takers who are bad people the most of them are actually just ignorant right? you know ignorant ignorant does not mean stupid ignorant means they just don't get it right and I find there's just a lot of people who just don't get it but if you're giving out right and you're not getting back I mean I talked about this last time when I talked about the energy of relationships you want to be with people who have comparable energy or whose energy complements you not in conflict okay not in conflict not in conflict but there are people who are just ignorant and you just take 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 and take so what you have to do there's two things step one is you hold them accountable and I can tell you this because I've had two friends both of them uh, over the years both of them are women and they've talked to me about these situations where people their their friends in their lives were takers and so you know and friends for years and they finally just got to a point where they just started realizing these people are just takers and in both cases they held them accountable I said I do this 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 and this for you and you don't do anything back 
the right friend will say, you know what, you know, this is an admission of ignorance. I didn't realize, you know, I didn't realize you were doing all that for me. And I didn't even think about not giving back. I am so sorry. And you know what, then you're on your way to having just the best relationship as friends because you're equal, that there's balance, right? Um, and even with your family member, right? You hold them accountable too. And of course, someone at work and especially someone who's your partner in life, okay? You know, you hold them accountable. You tell them, this is what I do for you and you're not doing enough for me. It's a beautiful thing. Like everything, it takes practice to hold someone accountable, but you will feel so good. And if they get it, and most people will get it because they're good people, they're just ignorant. And they just don't get it then you're going to have the best relationship going forward. And if they're not, then you know they're a taker. And unfortunately, with both of my friends, uh, they both found out that some of their friends who they've been friends with for years were actually, they didn't get it when they were held accountable. And, you know, they, you know, they shown their true colors. They were takers. And so both of my friends cut them off, right? Which, you know, cut the cords I'll get into cut the cords but they cut them off as friends not an easy thing to do when you're friends with somebody for so long but if all they do is take take and take then you cut the cords and get them out of your life because like I said you know that can make you feel negative and you can burn out by just helping everybody instead of feeling positive and building your capacity now if you actually enjoy helping everybody even if you're not getting a return on your energy if you actually if if you're feeling great okay you're not feeling negative ever you're not burnt out that's okay all right if that don't change anything but in general you know it's uh you need that balance you need that return on energy but if it's if it's working for you great you just you know disregard what i've said because everything is good if everything is good don't change anything but if things make you feel negative or you're feeling burnt out because you're just helping, helping, helping everybody, then you need to make a change, right? Hold people accountable and cut the cord if they don't get it. Because, you know, you, you need even, even energy exchanges, right? You need healthy boundaries, especially if you're a caregiver. As I said earlier, if you're a caregiver, got these issues you want to figure out those healthy boundaries um, you let me know I'll give you an example you know there was a while for a while I would not empty my mother's bedpan right I would not do that because I knew she could do that herself right and so I wouldn't do that for her and then you know reached a point where she couldn't do it and I started doing it but you know that's an example of something can do something for themselves why are you doing it for them right if someone can do something for themselves why are you doing it for them okay what you do you know person you, know, you tell that person look you need to build a team right build a team right if you really can't do it for yourself you need to build a team and you need to build a plan Right? You need a team and a plan. I'm going to be a part of that team and I'm going to be a part of that plan. But I'm not going to create your team. I'm not going to create your plan. Okay. And as a caregiver, 
um, I keep coming back to being a caregiver, you actually remember you do need a team. You're not a one one person, one man band, one woman band usually because you're most of the caregivers are women. You're not a one woman band. You're not a superwoman. You're one person. You do need a team. You do need a plan. You need to divvy up the responsibilities so that you know you can do right. You do what takes the least effort gives you the most impact. And so that's, you know, I said, even energy exchanges, healthy boundaries, be selective about what you can loan out. When you loan your heart, be selective, right? Be selective. What gives you the least effort and the most impact, right? Which means something that is your strength, not much effort to do. Least effort, most impact, right? Otherwise, you know, you become codependent and that's the empathy trap right you become codependent become reliant on the need to be wanted right and i don't want you to become codependent or if you're codependent now to get out of it like everything it takes practice um everything takes practice to be your best takes practice cheers to your energy keep practicing to tap your energy to be your best.